December 10th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 14 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared, I'm kind of glad to not have the Jonathan Taylor decision hanging over me this week, i got to say, with him on by. It feels kind of nice. We also avoid the Dalvin Cook situation for the main slate, as well as questions in the Rams and Cardinals backfield. So all of those, I think, are positive factors in picking our players on FanDuel this week. Well, no, I kind of wish we had those guys because there's not a lot to love on this slate. So um, that's all right. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll find the plays. Um Cash game quarterback on FanDuel, as usual, I'm going up to the top. I just don't think there's enough savings, you know, with the quote-unquote cheap guys at quarterback. So, you know, to me, it's kind of a toss-up between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. They're like my two favorite quarterbacks of this week. I I feel a bit better about Josh Allen's floor. Um, I think you get more of the rushing. I, I just – it's tough to see him totally flopping in this spot, I think, just because I think he's going to have so much passing volume against a Bucks team that, you know, they're, they're first in situation neutral pass rate against, you know, teams – pass against the Bucs at the highest rate in the NFL. The Bills are already the highest pass rate team in the league. So I just I think you're going to get, you know, 40 to 50 pass attempts from Allen here. Um, so I'm going to pay up for him in cash. I'm not betting on a flop, but I think that it is possible after watching what he did in Jacksonville. And there was the one other game mixed in. I forget the opponent, but another Dolphins. game. Where he just, yeah. yeah, the Dolph- Miami Dolphins game, game yeah. Where he yeah. didn't play well. So I, I would expect that he scores at least fine and has the potential to score excellently. But I do think there's some downside risk. I, I'm probably not going higher than Dak Prescott at 8,100. Um, I might still lean toward Cam Newton at 7,400, but we'll see exactly how much that extra $700 in savings matters. Um, I think the risk with Dak, if there is risk with Dak, it's the same as with Mahomes the, and Josh Allen for that matter. All of the guys have had games where they haven't been great lately. Um, but Dak yeah. has been playing better, at least by PFF grades. And I don't know, from what I've seen, than Josh Allen. His receivers are all healthy now. I think he's got a better pass catching core than really either of those other two guys when everybody's healthy and a better matchup. Washington has played defense better lately, but they still remain mm-hmm. the top scoring matchup by adjusted fantasy points allowed. So it throw in the running back injuries. You know, Zeke's playing through a knee thing. We're waiting to see if Tony Pollard is going to play through his foot thing. Uh, there's so much reason for Dallas to go pass heavy in this game and just, yep. you know, blow up Washington. Yeah, totally. And I, I have Dak here. The, the three guys I'm going to be focusing on for tournaments on FanDuel are Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Dak Prescott. Dak, for the reasons you mentioned there, I just think um, this sets up as a pass heavy game plan from Dallas. And, you know, we, we saw, I go back to week one against Tampa, they went super pass heavy. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be that extreme in this game against Washington, but I, I think it could be something similar um, with the wide receivers healthy and the running backs banged up, as you said, and Washington is much tougher against the the, the run than the pass. And then Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, been disappointing really for, you know, close to like two months now, but the one big game he had was against the Raiders. Um, he had two big, two big games against the Raiders last season. So I'm just going to bet on that. Um, the chiefs have the highest implied total of the week. So, you know, Vegas expects them to have a good game against Vegas. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot at Mahomes. 
Yeah, and who knows Vegas better than Vegas? I, I, there's so much to like about all of these quarterbacks, obviously, in fantasy. They all have records of production. They all have plenty around them. I'm going to be checking the ownership rates on all of them, including Tom Brady. And I expect Mahomes and Josh Allen to be well ahead of both Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. Probably Tom Brady behind Dak as well. That's going to make me interested in Brady because the the Buffalo matchup, we'll see if it's still tough. You know, the, the past defense isn't just Tredavious White. So it's certainly possible that they remain good in coverage, even without Tredavious White. It's also possible that Tom Brady doesn't care and just lights them up in this game. So I'll be interested in playing some Tom Brady, Mike Evans. I'll be playing some Dak Prescott on the tournament side as well. And even if he's popular, there are just enough stacking options with him to differentiate, to put in different lineups and to, you know, just try to do things a little bit different than what the field is primarily playing. Yeah. I'm curious to see the ownerships on these guys too. Um, I think that that'll drive kind of where I, where I'm placing my chips for tournaments. What about cash running back? What you got? I'm starting with Leonard Fournette, who I, I just think is way underpriced at $7,600. I, mean, I think he should be closer in price to Austin Eckler, who you know is at $9,200. Leonard Fournette, over the last four weeks, he's third among running backs in expected fantasy points. He's fourth among running backs in actual fantasy points. Bills have struggled against the run lately, and we saw it on Monday night against the Patriots. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had the big game against them. Buffalo's down to 13th in adjusted points allowed to running backs now. But I mean, I mean, really you're, you're paying, you're playing Leonard Fournette for the pass catching. Um, he's averaging seven catches on 7.8 targets over the last four games now. And you're playing him for the touchdown upside. You know, the, the Bucks have the second highest implied total on the week and Fournette has five total touchdowns over his last four games now. Yeah, and over the last five weeks, he has more fantasy points per game than Austin Eckler. Of course, he had his big multi-touchdown game in that stretch, and Eckler's was earlier this season. But I agree that there's no reason for these guys to be $1,600 apart in FanDuel salary. And, you know, you could either say that you're playing Fournette or for the receiving or the rushing because we you mentioned we've seen the Bills get gouged. They will also be without Star Lotu Lele this week, which is key for their run defense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm starting with Leonard Fournette here as well at 7,600. Austin Eckler is certainly not out of play, and I might just be starting with both of those guys, 9,200 for Austin Eckler. Even at that price, he's second behind Leonard Fournette in our FanDuel dollars per point. So love the outlooks for both of those guys. I mentioned it on DraftKings. I also think that Javante Williams is in play for cash, probably even a little bit more on FanDuel where the receiving volume matters, mm-hmm. matters a little bit less. But – 6,700. I think he could fit nicely in a flex spot, but I'm sure you probably have uh, some other guys to mention in that vein. Yeah. I like Javante a bit better on FanDuel than on DraftKings. You know, Antonio Gibson isn't as big of a value on FanDuel as he is on, on, on DK, I think. Um, so I like Javante in cash. And the third guy I like in cash is Josh Jacobs at $7,100. Um, Jacobs is 13th among running backs and expected half PPR points over the last four weeks, averaging 12.8 carries and 6.3 targets per game over the last four that includes a 13 carry nine target game last week. Uh, Kenny and Drake exited that game with what turned out to be a season ending injury. So he's out for the year. So, you know, Jacobs last week played 85% of Vegas's offensive snaps ran her out on 73% of the pass plays. You know, he, he's getting workhorse usage. Um, so I, I think he's still too cheap for that usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you love the usage at the price. Uh, my only concern mm-hmm. is that maybe the, the Chiefs defense that's been playing better kind of shuts things down completely on the Raiders side, but the receiving helps with that as well. And really, all you need yep. is a touchdown and some yardage and some catches from Jacobs, and he pays off for you. Yep. On the GPP side, I like James Robinson at 6400 $6, bucks here. So 
the matchup first, the Titans are just 23rd in overall defensive DVOA. They're also down to 22nd in offensive DVOA, 24th in weighted offensive DVOA. So it's really just not that good a team right now. I'm surprised mm-hmm. a bit that they're favored by nine in this game. It seems high given what the Titans are right now. Obviously, it's more a knock against the Jaguars than it is pumping up the Titans. But I don't even care if this game does end up being a blowout because Jacksonville lost by 30 to the Rams last week and still went 45% run. So they'll keep it on the (laughs) ground regardless of what's going on. Robinson sat out Thursday's practice, and that made me say, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know if I'm going to be using him this week. He returned to a full practice Friday, carries no game status this weekend. So I'm going to go ahead and believe that he's at least closer to healthy than he's been for a few weeks. And really... What I'm liking here is that there has been a lot of noise out of Jacksonville this week about Jaguars coaches mishandling James Robinson last week from media, from teammates like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, there's so little that this team has going for it. It just would make sense to me, and maybe that's the reason not to bet on it from Urban Meyer, but it would make so much sense for me to see them give a bunch of touches to James Robinson in this game and for him to at least be fine with the potential to, to score a couple times in this game. I don't know. Two, two touchdowns seems like a lot to ask out anyone from this Jags offense. I'm going to wait to see Robinson back in like the role. Cause the role he was playing early on this season, you know, was profitable, especially at this price tag, even on a crappy offense, but he's really, you know, since they came off the buy, he's just, he's been, you know, I think it's like, fewer than 13 carries per game and like four targets he's been averaging, you know, Carlos Hyde's been mixing in more. So the, the full practice on Friday is interesting because he was limited all last week. So, you know, maybe he's healthier, but he's not going to be in my player pool. We'll see how he fares this week. That's what I like to Alec hear. 3%. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll be low owned. He'll, he'll have that going for him. I like Alvin Kamara for tournaments. You know, even if you look at the lineup generator on draft sharks, like he, he doesn't really pop as a strong value according to our baseline projection, but you know, ceiling wise, he's right there with Austin Eckler. Um, and he's $200 cheaper than Austin Eckler. I think Kamara is going to come in lower owned than Austin Eckler. Um, I, I think he's going to get the vast majority of running back touches for the saints, even despite, you know, the fact that he's missed the past you know four or five weeks with that knee injury. Cause you have Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery on the COVID list. So it's, you know, it's, it's Tony Jones behind Alvin Kamara and he, he gets the jets who are dead last in adjusted points allowed to running back. So I like Kamara. And then I, I think Dante Foreman is worth a shot too in tournaments on FanDuel here, where we don't care as much about uh, receptions and we're kind of looking for touchdowns. The Titans backfield is kind of muddled with Jeremy McNichols back in play. So you, you have, you know, McNichols, Dante Hilliard and uh, Dante Foreman. But I, I think Foreman's kind of safe as the lead early down back. He's probably going to seed passing down stuff to the other guys, but I think you're going to get, you know, 12 to 15 carries out of him here. The Titans are nine point home favorites, as you mentioned against Jacksonville, Tennessee has the fourth highest implied total on the main slate. You know, again, I think that speaks to just the matchup here against Jacksonville, Jacksonville's 22nd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running back. So $5,900 for Foreman, um, you know, for a guy who I think has pretty decent touchdown upside, I think is worth considering for tournaments. Not for me, but I can see <laughs> the path uh, over to wide receiver for cash. I think there are plenty of high dollar guys to like and consider. So I'm not really going to run through with them. I think mm-hmm. a little bit sneakier because they're in kind of a mid range are Tyler Lockett and Marquise Brown, uh, Marquise Brown, it has his a dot has come down lately versus early in the season. And that's, you know, bad for his fantasy upside because it takes away some of the big play potential, but it's good for his target certainty. And we like that 
in a cash lineup. He's averaging 11.2 targets, 6.6 catches, 67.8 receiving yards over his past five games. So I think he's a fairly safe bet here, regardless of how Lamar Jackson is playing in this game. And then Lockett, not as good a bet for targets, but he's been his usual efficient self over the past three games. Uh, One key difference for Lockett versus the past couple of years is that he's playing outside more and he's actually got a deeper average target depth than we're used to seeing from Lockett right with DK Metcalf in that category. So there's some risk with the passing volume here. There's some risk with still shaky play from Russell Wilson, but I think that's balanced out by extra upside in terms of big playability than we're used to seeing with Tyler Lockett. So I think he's, I think he's in consideration, not a must play for cash yeah. by any means, but worth considering here if you don't want to pay all the way up to the top guys. Yeah. I like both Seahawks wide receivers for tournaments. I actually have, you know, Metcalf down here is one of my favorite tournament plays. I don't think I'll get there in cash. Um, Tyreek Hill at 8,700 and, Stefan Diggs at 8,200 come in as the two best dollars per point values on Fando for us. It's very tough to fit both of them in a cash lineup, at least with the you know, kind of construction I'm looking at. But you can definitely get one of those guys in. Um, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to play Mike Evans in cash on Fando. He's probably even a better play in cash on Fando um, than he is on DraftKings. He's $7,200 here. I just think you know, without Trey White, um, you know, that that's where Tom Brady is going to attack on Sunday, you know, Mike Evans on the outside. And I think T Higgins is just too cheap for the type of usage he's been getting recently. You know, 33 targets for T Higgins over his last four games. He does have the ankle injury limited practice this week listed as questionable. You know, we'll see what we hear about that on Sunday. He did play through it last week. You know, Zach Taylor said Friday that he does expect Higgins to play. So I, I'm not super concerned about the ankle again. I just think uh, $6,800 is, is too cheap for Higgins right now. Yeah, I think the ankle probably makes him tournament only, though. What do you think? Oh, no, I, I have him as a, as a cash option here. Um, but again, I kind of want to hear what we hear about his ankle on Sunday. But again, uh, he, you know, he played through it last week. And I got to imagine you know, it's in better shape now than it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, tournament side, what do you like it wide up? Yeah, so I have DK Metcalf here. I, I just, this is more of like a gut feel than anything else. Because um, he's obviously been disappointing. Um, for a lot of the season, um, and especially the past four weeks since Russell Wilson returned. But but Metcalf does have eight targets in three of those last four games. So the volume has been there. He really he just missed on a couple big plays last week. One of them was in the end zone. He just wasn't able to get his second foot down for a touchdown. Um, obviously gets the Texans matchup here. I do think Russell Wilson has been playing better, you know, kind of each successive week since he returned from his injury. So yeah, you know, more of a gut feel than any number I can point to for Metcalf. But I just, I just think this could be the week he kind of gets going. Yeah, I can see it. I think just in total, it's not a situation I'm ready to bet on for ultimate upside, especially when we're looking at it salary wise, he's got Mike Evans right next to him. It's going to be tough for me to get to DK Metcalf, even Chris Godwin, you know, a little bit more expensive, DeAndre Hopkins, 7,300. And I mean, Tyler Lockett at the same price, just, uh, it's going to be a tough one for me to get to, but I can certainly understand the path for DK Metcalf to production. Yeah. You're, you're a Lockett guy. I know you're either a Metcalf guy or a Lockett guy and you're a Lockett guy. Definitely. Especially when one of them's got a foot injury. For, I think the Jalen Guyton and Josh Palmer are still in play over here, a little bit less so than on DraftKings, where the salary savings are more extensive. Palmer offers $500 in savings at $4,700 versus Guyton here. Not a big difference, I think, in average target depth between them. Guyton's at 11.7 in ADOT. Palmer is at 10.0. 
So you tend to think of Guyton as the downfield guy, but they've actually been pretty similar in terms of ADOT so far this year, you know, unlimited targets. So we'll see about yep. that. Giants are banged up at corner. Doria Jackson's going to miss his second game. Aaron Robinson, who had been playing in the slot is playing outside. So the matchups are going to be good for both of those guys. I think they're both worth mixing in. I would not strongly bet on one over the other because there's, you know, a path for each player. And we have seen the chargers run three wideouts a lot. I probably like Cole Beasley better than both at 5,900 if I don't need to go quite that low in salary. It's been five games since Beasley hit double-digit FanDuel points, but he did so four times among the first seven games this season, including three games of 15-plus. So you tend to think of him as a guy just for full PPR, but you know he could do some Hunter Renfro things over here. Yeah, Beasley would love to do Hunter Renfro things. <laughs> you got anybody else in the uh, GPP pool? Uh, no. Mike Evans, I'm, I'm playing in all my tournament teams. Tight end for cash. What are you playing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to end up playing Gerald Everett, I think. You know, um, George Kittle and Travis Kelsey coming into top values, but they're, you know, Kittle's 7,100, Kelsey's 7,500. Gerald Everett's $4,800. You know, it's super cheap for a guy who's averaging 6.8 targets over the last four games since Russell Wilson returned. The only risk with Everett is like, does Everett might have played the worst game I've ever seen by an NFL player last week? He had, he had three giveaways, you know, and two of them were at the goal line. If he almost single handedly cost him, that game. So the risk is like, you know, does, is his role scaled back after that? I don't know. Russ kept going to him despite the giveaways last week. So I, I kind of think he, he, you know, maintains his role. And if that's the case, he's just a good, a good price for the volume he's been seeing. Yeah. I mean, the other risk is that he just stinks again because he has shown us in the past that he's capable of that and low yardage. Mm-hmm. certainly possible that he doesn't pay off, but I agree that he's in consideration for that 4,800. I think Austin Hooper is also in consideration at 5,000, just 200 more. He hasn't been as good a bet for targets as Gerald Everett lately, but he's in a good spot for target for, for more targets this week. The Browns got 11 targets for their tight ends in the first game against Baltimore. No David Njoku, no Harrison Bryant this week. So if they're throwing to the tight end a lot, it's just going to be Austin Hooper this time around. So he should be a better bet. I'm not sure that he has the upside to be worth going down to in a GPP for FanDuel because I think we need more touchdown upside. I'm not sure Austin Hooper really delivers as much as we'd like there. But if you're going cheap, I think Austin Hooper is the play. I would like to get to George Kittle at 7,100 or Travis Kelsey at 7,500, but we'll see how that fits in with the expensive guys at the other positions. Yeah, I like Dawson Knox for tournaments. Um, you know, another guy who's coming off an awful week 13. But, you know, if there's one thing Knox has been in the NFL, it's been inconsistent. So it would not surprise me if he comes back from that dud and, you know, scores twice in this, you know, likely shootout against the Bucks. And Tampa's 24th in adjusted points allowed to tight ends. They're 20th in football outsiders tight end coverage ranking. So, you know, I, I think um, it's a good individual matchup for Knox. Yeah, I love Dawson Knox this week, and I like him on the tournament side and FanDuel as well. 6000 bucks here. You can consider him for cash. He's kind of in between those expensive and cheap guys, and I, I can't say that he's a worse bet than Austin Hooper or Gerald Everett, even with $1,000 extra in salary. I'm, I'm going to give him a mulligan for that game that was just in awful conditions on Monday night. We know that he's capable of that floor game, but he's been targeted a lot lately. He's... Um, seen 20.4% of Josh Allen's pass attempts over the past three games, 19 total targets in that span. And the Bucks are the seventh most friendly scoring matchup for tight ends by adjusted fantasy points allowed. So yeah, definitely like Dawson Knox. Uh, that's probably going to be my main exposure to the bills in this game. And that's also probably going to be a key thing that keeps me from playing Cole Beasley over here. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing Dawson Knox. Yeah. I prefer Beasley and on DraftKings, but I prefer Knox on FanDuel. Were you like on defense for FanDuel? 
Um, I mean, in cash, tough to get away from the Chargers, right? At forty three hundred dollars, um, it looks like they're they're not going to get Jake Fromm, but they're going to get Mike Lennon. So you know, still a pretty good matchup there. Um, you know, the Chargers, big big home favorites, so you should get a lot of dropbacks from from Mike Lennon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Chargers at forty three hundred. If you want to pay down, the Chiefs I think are a good play at at thirty seven hundred. Number two in defensive DVOA since Week Ten, they held the Raiders to fourteen points, two hundred ninety nine total yards in the first meeting, two takeaways in that one. So upside for the chiefs here. And then in a tournament lineup, if you need somebody with lower ownership, I think the bucks at 3,800 yes. could come in sneaky. The bills have turned the ball over 12 times over the past five games, scored 15 points or fewer in three of those games in that span. Again, we can throw out the Monday night game. Cause that was a goofy one, but we can't throw out a mere 15 points against the Colts and six points against Jacksonville. Yes, I have the Bucks here. They're my favorite tournament play on FanDuel. I should probably even try to get up to them on DraftKings. They're not as they're you know they're more expensive on DraftKings, but on FanDuel here, they're a good price. Um, you know, some of my best like DFS tournament plays on defense have been these teams in projection uh, projected shootouts, and even when the game shoots out, the defense can still go off. You know, if you just again, I think Josh Allen's going to drop back like fifty times in this game. And, you know, he, he's going to make some mistakes. He's going to take some sacks. He's probably going to throw an interception or two. And if the Bucks take one of those back for a touchdown, you know, that, that's a tournament winning performance. Yes, I agree with that. That's going to do it for this week 14 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com. Now you can get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks for FanDuel. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. And then you can play around with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. You can find the link to do that in the description for this podcast. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shapstan. Thanks so much for swimming with us.